The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Back when I was a kid, life was going swell. Till something happened, blew everything to hell. That night my daddy stumbled in, all pale and weak. Set a woman up the block, just gave birth to a geek. Mom said, sell it to the circus. What the heck? Dad said, nope, this one's a pencil neck. And if there's one thing lower than a sideshow freak, it's a gritty, scum-sucking, pencil neck geek. You see, if you take a pencil that won't hold lead, looks like a pipe cleaner, that's your head. Add a buggy whip body with a brain that leaks, you got yourself a grit-eating, pencil neck geek. Select geek, gritty freak, scum sucking PF with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no gut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Hey yo! Maxie, I just spilled vape juice all down myself. Is that what we're calling it nowadays? Yeah, no, that's you guys. That's your fault for hurrying me up. We're like, look, oh, we're going live now. It's like, oh, are we really? Okay. i got to try and put grape juice in the thing and when all of my hands and everything. It's, it's almost like you you haven't had quite a few minutes to do that beforehand. Yeah. It is It is what I tend to do very late on, to be yeah. fair. Like your last minute routine. Yeah, yeah, this is true. That's why, that's why when we went live today, there's no big, like, cloud coming up. Because I was going, shit, this is leaked everywhere. <laughs> yeah, now the cloud will be just when he sets his pants on fire. Yes, exactly, exactly. Sharon in the chat there saying it's Monday night. You know what that means, as always. Fantastic stuff. Um, Checking my, my job, what the fuck? Sorry. What are you doing? Oh, I'm not going to read no. that one out now. Sorry, Sharon, but well, I, I, I've just read it. it for you. I've yeah, just read no. it, and you've already put it on the screen. It's not really of... the same when you read it out, though. Is it, well, then you better do it because it'll fuck everything up, won't it? No. No, no. no. Okay, well, in that, uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> I was saying, Sharp, Magsy pointed some out just then when, I, when I, jo- I joined him on the screen then. Big Bob's not here. The big humongous teddy bear. from, Bob, yeah, from no, just yeah, He's the world champion. He's got the Brock Lesnar contract. He just shows up to the main pay-per-views. He doesn't even do the B pay-per-views. He won't be here for the like the ninety nine episode. He'll only be here for the hundredth episode. I was, I was about to say that like, Big Bob will turn out for the big payday on the hundredth episode. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, I've, I've had a great weekend, Maxi. I have. I've, I've been up have to loads of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm right glad for you. You're a proper miserable bastard today. No, I'm not. And once I get it out of my system, I won't be miserable. But you, Simon Bartholomew Powell. Bartholomew? Yeah. You're a prick. I'll just, just put it out there. <laughs> you are a prick. I don't know why. why well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. You last week said something. Now, I can't remember if you said it actually on the show or or we were talking about it like post-recording. But you mentioned about your WWE Network app getting updated. Oh, yeah. And I said, no, man's fine. I'm, on the on the on the laptop, it's it's working perfectly, and on the pl- PlayStation Five, uh. it's it's absolutely fine. Two days later, both the 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 um the web 
version and the PlayStation 5 version got an update and it's fucking horrible. I hate it with every fiber of my being. You have to now search for episodes of Raw, not by year, by season, by fucking season. It's ridiculous. It's so hard to find anything you want to watch. It's mm. I hate it. I wish it were dead. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't understand how that's my fault. Because you wished it upon me. You opened your I didn't your wish mouth it upon you. And you jinxed me. <sighs> you, you're just evil. That was an evil thing to do. Well, let me tell you something that might put a, <laughs> a, a smile on your little Rain Burnley face, okay? I had an old fire stick downstairs that hadn't updated to the new to the new uh, network. Everything else in the house automatically updates. It's just set up to do that. So turn it mm-hmm. on, bang, it happened, which is a pain in the ass. So I was using the fire stick downstairs to go onto the WWE network, the old version, to do recordings for Nitro Nights and so on. Went on there to do a recording for Nitro Nights a couple of days ago press the little thing and the little wwe logo comes up and the little red line back and forth and all that stuff got my little notebook ready all set to go and it pops up a message saying this app will no longer open until you update it to the newest format ha 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 reap what you saw mm. i'm glad i was in a bit of a bad mood that day anyway um and then trying to watch this episode of nitro it threw me out of the network three times brilliant um I press play, it went to a bl- you know, it goes black, doesn't it? The screen goes black and then it comes up with a little red line at the bottom. Yeah. It did that. The red line vanished and it stayed black. So I had to go back out and come back in again. Close and then it, that's a and then this yeah. And then this 90 minute episode of Nitro took me best part of two hours to watch because it kept buffering. And it's never had any of these issues before with the old app or any other situation, ever. Yeah. So I, yeah. I used to get that a lot through uh, the PlayStation 4. Uh, luckily i don't get it i didn't get it on the playstation 5 and it uh but fast forwarding through things was ridiculous ridiculous oh here he comes look at the for people who can obviously the audio and so on sharon has just brought big bob in and sat in behind me so there we go i thought that was i thought that was big bob bringing sharon in then yeah big bob big bob was carrying sharon yeah yeah and (laughs) steve-o our good buddy total steve-o actually said to um include the wwe network up, update that's the right word isn't it the update mm-hmm. as as a pimple dick because it's that shit um it, and it, he's- yeah i noticed as well on one of the seasons of nacho there's like there's 16 episodes yeah so yeah that's better than it was of the year is gone that's better than it was um nine nine five or it's all there 96 it's all there 98, it's all there. 99, it's all there. 2000, 2001, it's all there. 1997, 12 episodes. Yeah, one of the most important years. Yeah, and I went on there the other day thinking maybe they've sorted it out. 16 episodes now. Yeah, ridiculous. It's like, what are you doing? It's absolutely ridiculous. And they're putting the prices up in the States, mind. Have you read this? I have not. The Peacock version of the app in the States, apparently they've they've, they've sent something out saying they're putting the... um, Prices up. Oh, um, because of big, big, they get more content, though, I think, on Peacock. They get all the NBC stuff as well, though, don't they? Oh, I don't know. It's a WWE network via Peacock. Price goes up, yeah. isn't the headline? It's still... Uh, it's it's getting as expensive now as it is to just get a, a, a full cable or satellite subscription. The whole point was that you pick and choose little subscriptions that you're interested in, and it saves you money. But now you might, it's just as expensive. 
But I think Steve Ward's right, so it's an early... Pimple! Pick alert! Oh, a teeny weeny. That's before the intro. Uh, look at that, eh? Look at that, changing things up on the fly. Look how professional we are. Well, you started it with reading out the comments. Yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> anyway, you did say before the intro, we better start the show. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chamberlain Live with Mags and Sai and SJP World Media Production, episode 129. And what are we live, my Magsy? This is 90, this is 98? 97. 97, look at this. Chamberlain Wrestling 100. Short weeks. Fast approaching, man. 100, yes. Exactly. I am Sai, and with me as always is the New York to my love of pork. The Cobra Clutch to my more delicate touch. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) A podcaster who you can tell by how grumpy he's going to be later on, I imagine, refuses to admit that good wrestling prior to 1998 does exist. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. How was your weekend, mate? Have you done ranting? Have you got it off your chest now? I'm I'm perfectly fine. I just needed to get air it out and then we can put it behind us and move on you may have ruined jinx- my you said i yeah. jinxed you twice yeah because it happened on my on my pc oh. and then it happened on my playstation oh. so yeah double jinx uh, but yeah so mm. it's, it's been a, a nice quiet weekend no major issues gone on and that's just how i like it when i don't have to do much or get involved it's my favourite kind of weekend, um, but I do want to put someone over in this uh, in this early part of the the show. Um, good friend of the show, good friend of mine, good friend of pretty much everyone in the the wrestling community and also the 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 football manager community. Omega Luke, um, absolutely doing massive bits on on YouTube. Uh, really, really proud of him. But he's now one half of the reach. Tag Team Champions. Uh, he won uh, his first Reach title of the weekend, wow. uh, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, from good. yeah, from knowing him um, as a burgeoning wrestling podcaster to see him uh, flourish and, and become a legitimate champion is yeah, it's absolutely superb. And I said I'd put him over on the show, um, so I have well done, Luke. Everyone's just so proud of you. Amazing work. Yeah, that is fantastic stuff, isn't it? He's like a big timing you yet, now. Yeah, he always has. I mean, he won't even follow me back on fucking TikTok. Really yeah. not? Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, it was big time when he was getting 12 views on Brain Buster. So his head must be massive by now. But yeah, good, <laughs> good on you, Luke. No, fair play to the guy. Fair play to the guy. Uh, Magsy, I took my youngest daughter out on Sunday. Yes, you did, uh, didn't no. you? Was it, was it Sunday or was it Saturday? 
Saturday. I took her out Saturday uh, to the local sports centre. They had like a Comic-Con kind of effort going on there. And they had lots of Doctor Who baddies. And she didn't have any idea where she was going. Uh, it was a complete surprise. And we got in there. And the Doctor... Oh, there's other stuff going on there as well. They had like... um. Uh, Chris Barry from Red Dwarf, he was there, and, and and you know people dressed up as like Jesus Christ, Michael Myers, and all this sort of stuff. You know, lots of and loads they of stores and British Empire guy there. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, there's a few other people there as well doing that sort of stuff, but we were just going for the Doctor Who stuff because that's what Charlie's into, and the Doctor Who zone, as they labelled it, was right at the back of the horse. So when we walked in, there's no way we could see it because you've got all these stalls everywhere selling like you know all the all the comic books and whatnot. And Charlie was a bit like, I'm not sure what to make of this, looking around, sort of thinking, what, why has Dad brought me here? And we walked around the corner, and a fucking Dalit rolled past us. Oh, wow. And her little face, mate, it was honestly, it was, it, it was amazing seeing how surprised and happy she was. And then this Dalek's going about with lights on and you know, talk, telling people to move out the way and telling it's going to exterminate them and so on. And then it's having pictures taken as well. Like I said, it's telling people to move and say it's going to exterminate them and all that. And then it stood next to me and Charlie for the picture that I've shared to you and on Twitter. And uh, just before the picture was taken, the dialect turned sideways, looked straight at Charlie and went, say cheese. It was absolutely <laughs> fucking fantastic. You know, it was, it was so good. But we had, we had a great time, mate. It was, it was well, worth, uh, well worth going down there. It was really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you had a good time, you pair of absolute nerds. Um, yes, <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, <laughs> the the pictures you've you've posted looks like you actually had a whale of a time. So, and did you get Gordon Brittus's autograph? That's the more important thing. No, I didn't. Oh, no. what a letdown! So disappointed. No. You got yeah, a for that, haven't you? you pay, he should be paying you no, for I mean, getting his autograph. You got yeah, you got to pay a bit extra. You got to pay a bit extra for that. And the sad thing was, like people like um Sophie Aldred who played Ace in Doctor Who, and mm-hmm. like Sylvester McCoy and Colin Baker who are former Doctors as well. This same company that runs these UK, it's almost like a UK touring thing. Yeah, they have those Doctor Who actors at loads of their events, but not not in Gloucester. So that was interesting. They probably didn't want paying in cheese and potatoes. Well, like, well, they'll have we, we, we don't have potatoes down here in Gloucester. <laughs> oh, all ours have been turned into vodka, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't like cheese and vodka. They like no, cold, no. hard, actual cash. Yeah, real money, not <laughs> handfuls of dirt. Can I have a signature, please? <laughs> Maxi, shall we dive on into the chat and see who has joined us early doors? Well, I'm going to go back on what I said earlier, and I'm actually going to read this this comment out, um, and we'll you'll understand why in a minute. Uh, but Sharon starts the ball rolling with it's Monday night. You know what that means? Uh, Kings pigs bladders in as well, and again done this lovely artwork all the way around the sides. We always massively appreciate that. Um, and this is why I'll I'll uh, always be reading out Sharon's uh, uh, first. Um, Comment is because she says she'll stop typing it then, and then it'll, it won't be the same, will it? And we'll have to quit the show. I'll have to go mental again. That would fuck um, so, my OCD. That would drive me yeah, batty if that didn't happen. Exactly. Exactly. Sharon wants to know where you put your belt. Hopefully, oh, it's, it's hung, holding it's up hung his up pants. No, she means my title belt. It's hung back up on the curtain. I, on, I, I got it. I was, yeah, okay. I, I was doing a funny. Oh, okay. We'll speak about bouts in a bit. <laughs> um, Cam Griffin, hello, sir. How are you? Uh, and Charlie, 
hello. Hope you had a, a great time with the Daleks. That was quite good, Max. I mean, I'm I I am good at impressions. Look at my have a small impression from last week. Amazing. That was that was absolute quality. Yes, Connor in the chat uh, might be some news uh, uh, regarding Connor later on in the show. But hello to you, sir. Um, King Pig Banner saying hello to the rest of the group. Uh, Dan Griffin, evening all. How is the seed ref on this fan Moody Mags Monday? I'm not Moody. I was just playing it <laughs> up for the for the camera for entertainment <laughs> purposes. Yeah, exactly. Once I once I come off, then I'm Moody because this is my it's my happy place. Oh, my, mate, my safe space. Yeah, well, here I don't have to deal with the horrible, horrific family that I'm forced to live with. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, oh dear. Charles uh, recognizes the the same punk in the background, Big Bob. Uh, Big Bob, best guest host going. I don't know, uh, Dan. You did a pretty good job. Maybe not on Big Bob's level, but certainly <laughs> small Robert. Maybe. Well, I'll tell you what, I've stopped changing Robert. his t-shirt. I've stopped changing. He can't. I'm, I'm not buying Big Bob a new t-shirt every week, depending on what our wrestling topic is but you can't sit there in a cm punk shirt every week can you just get an old wrestling t-shirt that you no longer wear and that's what you can wear yeah I don't really like look- wear that. there we go there yeah, we go lovely. why promote cm spunk when he can promote the cwf there we go charlie says the dalek <laughs> was amazing um uh, Millwall, Chris. Uh, hello, sir. How are you? I, uh, I haven't spoken to you for uh, an absolute age. Yeah, so hope you're doing well, sir. And Connor says, news, what did I say or do now? Well, it's what you've said and also done. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> that's the chat all caught up for. There we go, mate. There we go. Right. I suppose we'd, uh, we we better dive on in, I guess, um, unless you have any chicken news for us, Mr. Mags. So Hall of Lame this week, isn't it? Chicken news with Mags, only on Chain Wrestling. So I have a little bit of chicken news. It's nothing massively substantial, uh, but uh, because we've got eight chickens now, um, the the feeder was getting a little bit cramped. So we have like, um, it's like a hanging feeder and you fill the, the, the pellets up and there's like these little sections that where gravity basically takes it down and, and the chickens can feed. But because there's eight and there's a little bit of chicken bullying going on, um, the the younger chickens, uh, we, we were worried that maybe they weren't getting as much food as they need. So we've got some new chicken feeders and what they are is they're like a you 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 basically bore some holes into a massive bucket so like a 25 liter bucket and you put these kind of like pipes in the bucket um so basically you can give them 15 kilos of food like all in this one bucket and it, it can stay there then the chickens can get to it whenever they want um but Chickens are, you have to kind of like show them how to do things. You've got to learn. They've, they've got to learn. Um, but our chickens, <laughs> no, they do. They, they'll, they'll, they'll see the food uh, through, the, through the bucket, uh, but you have to kind of like help them work out how to get to that food. 
when you said show them how to do things, I find an image of you you literally down on your hands and knees at the feeder. Like, yeah. <laughs> the feeder. This no, is delicious. Like Why am I giving it to chickens? <laughs> do it like this. <laughs> but one of the little chickens actually showed all of the other chickens how to do it. Uh, ah. So they all copied the one of the littlest chickens. I think it was Ghost who, who, who did it first. And all the other chickens are very chickens are very inquisitive. So they're always like watching. And when one learns a new skill or or does something new or or even finds something like a, a bug all the other chickens are like watching intently uh so one young chicken learned all the other chickens how to use the new feeder and it was really really cute that's awesome that's brilliant so that, today's chicken, chicken news really really good so um a couple of the older chickens are still being kind of like terror terrorizing the younger ones um, oh, okay and uh charlie uh, the chicken actually stands up to all the other older chickens. So brilliant. <laughs> a couple of the, the the other younger ones, they um, they run and hide behind Charlie, and she's I think she's the, now the biggest of the younger chickens. She's put a lot of uh, of weight and feathers, uh, feather plumage on. So yeah, she's doing really well. Ah, fantastic stuff, mate! Fantastic yeah. stuff. I got to see a chicken Dalek the other day as well. A chicken is, Dalek. Yeah, she was quite impressed with that. Chicken Tarek? Yeah, it doesn't matter. That joke's fell again. Brilliant. Sorry, mate. I'm completely lost then. Charlie, the adult human Charlie went to see the Dalek. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. I get you. You dumb motherfucker! <laughs> you're an absolute... You're just an idiot, are you? Anyway. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Oh, shall we chuck some crap away in the old hoarder lane, my friend? And we shall. Let's do it. The hoarder. Magsy, what you got for us, mate? So, I, for this week, I had uh, all my hall of lame fully planned out like I normally have every week. And then um, a video popped up on my YouTube feed and it just made me really sad, sad for the the wrestling business in general. Um, and I'm sure I've seen the video before. Um, so basically it was a, a, a shoe interview with DDP and they got onto the topic of uh, Mean Gene, Mean Gene Auckland. Okay. Now, everybody knows Mean Gene uh, and his impact on the wrestling business. Um, he was instrumental in making some of WWF and then WCW and even AWA's stars bigger than they could have done on their own. Mm -hmm. on, on the mark, he was one of the absolute best and there are many, many wrestlers who owe Mean Gene a hell of a lot because of how how much he helped their career. Uh, and as we we all know, unfortunately, uh, a few years ago he, he passed away. Um, he had polycystic kidney disease, and on the second of January, uh, two thousand nineteen, um, the world was robbed of of one of the the best characters in wrestling. Yeah. So go, going back to this DDP interview, um, 
he he recalls uh, being uh, contacted and told that uh, that Mean Gene had passed away, and he gets really choked up in this interview. Like you can tell, he's farting back the the tears, and he's got a frog in his throat, bringing up this memory. And he he was asked if he would say a few words at Mean Gene's interview, uh, Mean Mean Gene's funeral, uh, and it was one of the proudest things that it, it could have happened to him. He just he wanted to. Um, tell the world about not just Mean Gene, the wrestling character, but about the man he was and how he, he was a friend to everyone. I wanted to tell like, those those kind of wrestling stories that that come along one, once every blooming where you get like a little peek behind the curtain about the, the person who they really are. And he says in the interview, um, of all the wrestling funerals that he's he's been to, he expected this one to be a who's who of of wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. both past and present, because of the the effect that Mean Gene had had on so many people's careers. So many people, at least, owed him that gratitude. And then he gets really sad about who actually turned up to this interview uh, to this uh, funeral. So he mentions from the the WWE that Kevin Dunn and Kerwin uh, Selfies, the the two producers, turned up. Nobody else. Wow. He mentions Greg Garnier turning up, uh, Jim Brunzel, uh, Brian Blair, um, Brian Nobbs, and that's it. No, no Hogan, no Jimmy Hart. No Hacksaw Jim Duggan, no um, no huge stars who hold, hold Gene a gratitude. Now, obviously, some of those have, have, have clearly uh, passed away. Some of those we, we had a, a massive effect for. But there's plenty of wrestlers who were living in Florida where uh, Gene was uh, uh, funeral took place and didn't turn up. Kevin Nash did a... Um, he did a, a kind of a memoriam on his podcast um, a, a week or so afterwards, remembering great stories of Mean Gene. And he lived a few hundred miles away from where Mean Gene's funeral was, and he didn't he didn't turn up. And DDP was absolutely devastated that Gene didn't get the send off that he that he should have done. And I just think it's a sad sad indictment on how selfish sometimes the wrestling mm-hmm. business can be. I mean, for many, many people, Gene was the the voice of wrestling um, in terms of uh, interviews and, and, and things like that. So it was just sad the way he went out with no fanfare. So, yeah, that's uh, a very um, last-minute but very poignant um, entry into the Hall of Fame, the way the the wrestling business forgot about Mean Gene. It's just sad. That is sad. It's disgusting, isn't it? Absolutely disgusting. We we spoke um, quite a bit about Mean Gene over the last few weeks on Nitro Nights because the the the, the, the era we're in now in '96, Mean Gene actually leaves television for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and this week's Nitro Nights, he's actually just returned. And they say he's been on an extended vacation, but we know his contract expired and he was negotiating to go back to Vince and all this sort of stuff. And 
it's almost a case of, I suppose, you don't know what you've got until it's gone, or you may take something for granted. In a way, in a similar way to how we discussed Lillian Garcia last week with her ring announcing. Gene, we just, me and Danny on, on the show were just saying that he felt like part of the furniture and it was just always the way it was. Mm-hmm. When he was there for that few weeks, you really noticed the drop in yeah. quality. Yeah. No disrespect to Mike Tanay or anyone else who took over those roles, but it was a real drop in quality. And you also noticed little things like, I mean, Sting, for example, Sting's obviously very charismatic and, uh, you know, able to more than hold his own on the microphone. Did turn up to Gene's funeral. No, he did not. There was a couple of occasions in, in early WCW era of Nitro where he loses his way in promos and Gene <laughs> takes over and guides him and so on. And it's, it, it's amazing what this guy did when you look back at those things. At the time, you would notice them as a kid, but now you're an adult and you, and you know how the business works. It, it's mm-hmm. amazing how much he actually did without people really twigging on to how much he did as well. And he was yeah. always there, wasn't he? Always I mean, there. even if you look at the early days of, of the NWO, with, without Mean Gene kind of leading the conversation, who knows how how that could have gone down? Mm. Gene, uh, when all the trash was being thrown into the ring and him kind of leading Hogan on yeah. the mark, it's yeah, it's 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 really sad that they didn't give him the send off that he massively, massively deserved. I mean, Eric Bischoff didn't turn up, Vince McMahon didn't turn up. I mean, he this is a guy who worked for these people for decades. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 sad that they they treat him with such contempt. Yeah, absolute. Oh, it's just awful. It's awful. Yeah. And a worthy entrance into the Hall of Lame. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, mine is, uh, it's actually concerning somebody who is much, 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 much younger. And it's not this individual's fault. But now, in hindsight, I look back on this moment in wrestling and I just think, oh, fuck off. Because it's a wasted opportunity. I would like to go back to WrestleMania 34. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, the tag team title contest on that particular pay-per-view. We crowned new tag team champions. One of them was Braun Strowman. The other one was a kid from the crowd. That now, was Nicholas. That was Nicholas, who was the referee in that match, was his dad. Yep. Now, that may have got a giggle at the time. It may have been humorous at the time. And then the comments the following night or the week after on Raw that the titles had to be vacated because Nicholas couldn't defend them because he had his homework to do or something. Again, got a giggle at the time. But I I want to point this out now and throw this in the Hall of Lane as WWE just, again, missing an opportunity and also being quite disrespectful to the Tag Team Championships. The, the title holders going into that match were the bar. And we can all agree how fantastic that tag team. I mean, they were great as rivals, Cesaro and Sheamus. But when they teamed up, incredible. Yeah. They had to lose the championships to Braun Strowman and Nicholas. So that was bad enough. Okay. But Braun Strowman was looking for a partner. Braun Strowman needed a partner to be part of this tag team match. I just want to read you now, Maxi, a list of people who were in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal that particular evening. Aiden English, Connor, Kurt Hawkins, R-Truth, Mike Kanellis, Tyler Breeze. I'm skipping a few here because I you know, think they might have been as bad as Nicholas, but Carl, <laughs> and- Carl Anderson, Shelton Benjamin, uh, both members of FTR, 
Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Fandango, Heath Slater, Chad Gable, Titus O'Neill, Goldust, Ty Dillinger, Dolph Ziggler, Kane, Baron Corbin, and the list goes on. We also had multiple multi-man matches for different tag titles and singles titles as well that involved talent that didn't need to necessarily be in a multi-man match. Could they not have just picked someone who wasn't doing anything, had them win the tag titles, and then three months down the line, they lose them, they split up, all of a sudden this person who's doing absolutely nothing has got a program for the next three months, and they've got six months of TV out of them. Exactly. But no. We can't have nice things. So Vince McMahon and whoever else made these decisions said, oh, let's just grab a kid out the crowd and stick the tag belts on him. The same tag belts, obviously not exactly the same design or, or actual material object, but the same championship then that was held by Demolition, the Hart Foundation, and all these wonderful tag teams of the past, the Legion of Doom and, and so on, being held by a kid who didn't. Who then, who then the belts just got, just got held up and kind of forgotten about again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolute uh, waste of time. It, it it seems to happen a lot in in modern era uh, WWE. Um, a team will do their best to elevate a ta- the tag titles, and then something stupid like this will happen, mm-hmm. and then the titles are absolutely worthless, or they'll be hot potatoed, uh, and then the the tag team titles are a, a massive joke. Vince has has never liked tag team wrestling. Uh, and it all boils down to why pay for four wrestlers when you can just have a singles match and pay for two. Um, so it's always been on the uh, the back burner. But yeah, the disrespect, but not only to those titles, but to everybody in that in that battle royal, they could have easily been the uh, Braun Strowman. I mean, Braun Strowman and Kane, that would have been a, yeah. a, a massive partnership. You've got. I think of the feud after they split as well. Yeah, you've got FTR. Drop Braun Strowman from the program altogether. Put FTR against the Barring. Mm. You've got Tyler Breeze and Fandango, a, a comedy tag team. If you're going to uh, want a match with 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 no kind of follow up afterwards, you've got a perfect team there. This was just Vince likes big sweating men. Uh, how do you make Braun? Look like he's um, so dominant without sticking a world title on him. You make him embarrass two of the best uh, mid card wrestlers that you've got in the in the company, and then people wonder why Cesario got the fuck out of Dodge as soon as possible. Mm. Yes, yeah, yes, indeed. But there you go; those are your entrants to this week's Chain Wrestling Live Hall of Lame. We have the wrestling business just being full of pricks, really when it comes to Mean Gene's funeral and how nobody turned up. You shower of bastards. Mm-hmm. And then, not Nicholas himself, but Nicholas winning the tag title at WrestleMania 34 alongside Braun Strowman. Just fucking silly and a wasted opportunity. The only good thing out of that whole Bar versus Braun Strowman storyline was we got Braun and then Brain Strowman. When he right. came out, when he came out in a shirt and a tie and glasses and beat the living shit out of the out of the bar, that was funny. I don't remember that. Look it up, brainstorming. Okay. I can't look it up. My network's updated. I will be able to find it. <laughs> I hate it. You did that it to is. me. I didn't. It's not my fault. <laughs> oh god, I sound like Snitsky now. Oh dear. Ah, Magzi, let's have a quick scan through the chat before we get on to this week's non-wrestling topic. 
Um, yep, so Sharon says, I literally just put away a whole bag of wrestling t-shirts, you knob. Yes, Brilliant. that is true, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, King Pig's Badder, Chicken Riffic, and Dan, mental image of Mags with his pecker on the field. That's <laughs> what me and the chickens get up to when the lights go down is, is, is between man and beast, that's all. Dan also then says the way Sar tilted his head then was very much like a chicken working out what was going on. Exactly. Exactly. Sar just go, just do a burp noise and then, and then tilt your heads. Yeah. Tilt my heads? <laughs> head. Uh, Dan Griffiths also says Paul me and Gene the Bastard. Yeah. I, I remember seeing the video uh, 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 a while ago, but watching it this week, and it just it just really kind of it made, it makes you feel sad that mm-hmm. someone who meant so much when they were alive to the wrestling business it's just forgotten. It's horrible. Uh, Scottish Danny late to the chat. Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, King's Prince Banner saying hello to to Danny as well. And uh, Scottish Danny says, "Mean Gene turn up after LR eighteen weeks off was absolutely a shock." Yeah. Well, and then six people turned up to his funeral. That yeah. I just can't get over how fucking horrible it is. Um, King's Pigs Badder says, BWO in the house. Uh, Scottish Daddy, we don't just set the bar. We are the bar. And then he says, Nicholas will return in years to come, long term. I hope he does, like they did with uh, Mark Henry and um, May Young's hand, baby. Because <laughs> he came back and he was a full-grown adult with glasses and everything. <laughs> so hopefully, Nicholas will come back into the company and they'll they'll go for the titles that they never lost, that were stripped of them. No, fuck that. Bollocks, have Nicholas tag with the hand. That's the tag team I'd watch. <laughs> I mean, he may already be <laughs> tagging with the hand as, as we speak. Um, Ben from Raptor Masters, hello, sir. How are you? That's a hello. very spiffing looking, uh, looking uh, avatar there. You almost look regal with that shirt and tie on, sir. But, uh, like one of the men in black, isn't he? Yeah, men in beige. Men in beige. Men in beige. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, then. Thank you very much, everybody, for messaging in on the chat there. Maxi, our non-wrestling, well, non-wrestling topics, we have two, don't we? We do, and we'll get to our in a second. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Filthy belch. Ben in the chat there. I rock beige. Fantastic. <laughs> it takes a strong-willed man to rock some beige. It's a difficult colour to rock. We have two non-wrestling topics this week because some fucker up north doesn't answer their phone. Well, no, no, no. So a, a little bit <laughs> well, behind yeah. the scenes. <laughs> so what usually happens with the non-wrestling topic is Sarah will message me pitching a topic, and I don't know why, but he, he always asks me for the yay or nay. Uh, and most of the times I say yeah, because they are usually good ideas. Um, but this week I pitched maybe a couple of ideas that we, we haven't covered or at least haven't covered for a while. And then I got, I was had, spending some quality time with, with the wife. Uh, and so I, I didn't have my phone to hand. 
So instead of making an executive decision, like the leader <laughs> of the, the, the network is, oh dear. he just went, oh, well, we'll just do both topics. Knowing, yeah. that, knowing that I get vexed when we waste the opportunity to to kind of put these topics in the back burner. So if we could get two, three weeks out of a, a topic by stretching it out, that's great. Sa, no, we'll throw all the topics at the wall and we'll whatever sticks, sticks. So, yeah, he's just done a lot to piss me off this week, folks. And, uh, well, <laughs> and, then, and then he says to me, oh, sorry that you couldn't answer your phone because you and the missus were shagging. And we weren't jagging. <laughs> she, we were watching stuff on YouTube whilst I ploughed a field on farming simulator. <laughs> you played something. Um, <laughs> oh, you can be as rude as you like with me. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, I don't want to say, okay, sod it, we'll do that. And when you wanted to do the other one. The other one, we could have done another time. But no, you've gone, hmm, one topic. No, <laughs> every topic. So now I'll have to think of another topic for next week. That's yeah. that's the crux of the problem. You make me think again, and I don't like doing it. I apologise. I apologise. But yes, we have two. Sir Shitflinger Powell. <laughs> Brilliant. Sir Bartholomew Shitflinger Powell. I, what, where, I don't understand where Bartholomew has come from. What's that? It's just a long name. Okay. Just foppish. Foppish. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Our two non-wrestling topics this week. First of all, inspired by uh, me taking my daughter to have a wonderful time seeing some Doctor Who aliens and sending Magsy some pictures of how happy me and my daughter are. And the response I got was, you pair of fucking nerds. I didn't swear. I swore in my head. Yeah, I bet you did. (laughs) (laughs) I thought to myself, huh, I wonder what's the nerdiest thing that people have done or what makes you a bit geeky, what you into and so on. So that was the idea that we sort of stumbled across that way. And the second non-wrestling topic we're going to look at as well is people's favorite YouTube channels or hidden gems or, you know, who who do you watch and so on. And I'm going to find that very interesting because I, I don't know so much about people on youtube you send me links all the time actually said oh you should check this out this is quite good and all that sort of stuff you know i, I wouldn't even know where to start looking so this is going to be quite interesting to me i bet that i gave you a a channel the other week that mm-hmm. i know you would find interesting and i guarantee you have not checked that channel out anyway beginning this week i will <laughs> read them out in the order they came into us roughly uh, very early this week very early it's that time of the week with our good buddy total steve who has just left his job after 16 years and hearing how miserable and angry it made him i'm really happy for him and i hope his new role works out and i hope that you know he can get away and forget about the shitheads who harassed him and caused him trouble and the management and the dickheads who made his life miserable at times in his previous employer. Everybody say what time is it? Steve-O. Steve-O says, I think biggest moment of being a nerd, insert Homer Simpson line nerd here, he says. Is when talking fantasy football and people stare at you with a blank face, clearly thinking for reek. <laughs> they do. Whenever you um, 
whenever I discuss fancy football, it has to be with a very particular people because mm-hmm. they otherwise they're just not interested and they think that you're a, a geek. But I think that applies to pretty much anything, and it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be a reoccurring theme as we go through this topic, isn't it? With regards to talking to people about stuff you're maybe into, that mm-hmm. have no idea, look a little bit geeky or, or whatever. But yeah, I, I get where he's coming from there. Um, Steve also says the YouTube channels I'm subscribed to recent. I've subscribed to recently, and I've only subscribed to fourteen. Are Conquer? Jesus, what's that? Only subscribed to 14. I think I'm subscribed to maybe like 600 channels. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to open up another window, see how many channels I'm actually subscribed to. I'm intrigued now how many I'm, I'm subscribed to. But I never click on them. But I'll have a look. I'll have a look in a minute. Uh, Steve-O says he subscribed to Conquer Driving, a driving instructor that occasionally takes on driving challenges but talks very informatively, enthusiastically, and his camera angles and editing are incredible. It's very educational. Uh, at FBL underscore juice, Steve-O says, the FPL juice show is two lads and background stuff bringing us a studio-based fantasy football show. It's independent too, so a lot like so like a lot of the CWS stuff, it's funded by them, but I'm genuinely envious of what they've done. Another, uh, oh, and London dash cams, as Steve-O says. Just a bloke that is a private hire uploading poor driving in and around London. Is Again, it now? <laughs> that sounds very... Fi- I've seen those kind of videos before. Private dash cam, yeah. <laughs> it's when the car pulls up and they got curtains on the window. You're on a worry, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Or when it says fake taxi roll along the side of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it's informative, educational. I'm not fake taxi. <laughs> it's very informative <laughs> and educational. The things I've learned from fake taxi, it's unreal. Uh, no, at London Dash Cam, Steve was saying, is informative and educational and can be very funny hearing his reactions. He's he's what's inspired me to upload Dash Cam footage. And then Steve continues, uh, I watched this guy called Billy Mayhem. He vlogs his experiences at metal festivals like Download, Grasshop, and Bloodstock. I don't watch every minute, but there are some good moments within them. Uh, that would interest me, I think, seeing people at these big... I mean, download I've done, but some of the foreign ones. I mean, Bloodstock I've never been to, even though it's in this country. But Grasshop and uh, Sweden Rocks is one that always has always intrigued me. So I think I'd find that quite interesting. But you won't ever watch the video or subscribe to the channel because you'll forget about it. I subscribe to channels sometimes. Well, seriously, this this show has just turned into you just picking holes in what I do for like two hours, and then we go see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like an episode of The Simpsons: a story will happen, and then the next week we're back to where we started. <laughs> yeah, just doing the same thing. <laughs> uh, I think this one will hit a chord with many, many people in the chat and listening to the podcast version. Our good buddy Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter, he says, "Geekiest thing: having a wrestling podcast." Yeah, probably. Yeah. probably. It, but that's the best kind of geekiness. Yeah, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without and a doubt. you have passion enough to create content, and whether that content is to tens of thousands or a few listeners, the fact that you've got passion enough to, to go out there and create content, you mm-hmm. are a cool geek. A cool geek, yeah. yeah. Being geeky, I was talking to Charlie about this when we were walking around the Comic-Con place. Because everyone's dressed up, isn't they? They all turn up dressed up in like as characters and whatnot and so on. And 
being geeky now is some people say it is a bit cool. And also, some of these lasses who walk around these Comic Cons, they are they are filth, mate. Apparently, dressing like Harley Quinn means you can go out basically pretty much naked. I'm surprised you didn't just send Charlie home on the bus and tell your mum I'll be home late to that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm far too subtle and clever on my camera phone to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally like that. <laughs> oh, um, Dad, do you film garlics? Yeah. <laughs> But you can never see the footage. <laughs> Your voice then doing a Gloucester impression and saying the word Dalek was the most Gloucester word I think you've ever put in, or the Gloucester, most Gloucester sound effect I think you've ever done. Dalek. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Rob says, hidden gems that we've definitely used for obscure wrestling are Armstrong Alley and JN Lister. Okay. I don't, I'm not aware of those, but. I mean, I know on UTT they cover some really obscure stuff, you know. <laughs> they do. <laughs> this comment from Dan um, when my mouse decides to work. Uh, Sa, how did you get arrested for public de- decency? <laughs> it reminds me of the episode you can't go around naming yeah. strangers cops. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly oh i'm getting butchered in the chat i've got no pictures on my phone bloody hell it was a joke Come he on. deletes them all they're, they're all, all up here in they're the all videos <laughs> <laughs> yeah he doesn't take photos he takes video uh chuck winchester on facebook this one has come into us from magsy he says i have a life-sized michael myers and ghost face in my theater room there's also full of comic book decor pretty nerdy this guy I like that. I'd have a life-size Michael Myers. I reckon that's great. I love the mm-hmm. Halloween films. Yep. That, that, it'd be good if, if you watch a lot of horror films to have those like, as a, mm. almost like a theme. But yeah, that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Just it having is. a theatre room is cool as well, though. Well, there is that. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. He says, suppose it has to be my love for obscure wrestling. B shows, C shows. Uh, oh, listen to this list. This is glorious. And it is just Danny to a T. Velocity, Metal, Jacked, Saturday Night, OVW, Pro, and of course, Sunday Night Heat. Stuff that's never coming to the network, he says. He's missed out so many great ones. Livewire. Do you remember Livewire? Livewire. Wasn't that the, the internet one? Yeah. Uh, right. No, uh, w- was that the internet one? Yeah. Oh, no, that was Bart This. Oh, internet okay. Bart right. This. Um, wrestling challenge, all American wrestling superstars. Yeah, superstars. Oh, I remember watching superstars. Yeah, um, the WWE yeah. Worldwide was the one for me on ITV yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, no, uh, not for me. No, okay. Danny says I've spent the last ten years downloading truckloads of secondary shows on a hard drive. And one of I'll- the one of the YouTube channels that I'll bring up would have saved you all that hard drive space for your for films of your murders danny <laughs> for films of your murders <laughs> oh if he ever gets nicked there's gonna be no gray areas as to which crimes he's done he's like is, is it the wet bandits in home alone they know <laughs> the which houses and the, and the sticky bandits <laughs> yeah they know which houses they've hit because they left the taps running and stuff yeah they'll know who danny's like you know the 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 culprit for because he's got pictures and video footage of carrying out. The- <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's got obscure wrestling matches from the 1990s still playing on the video recorders. Yeah. There you go. 
just butchering somebody to the flickering backlight of a WWE Saturday night. What program. a maneuver! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, this one is from WhatsApp and it's from Charlie. She says, uh, "Geeky nerdy stuff is probably when someone asks her what is Doctor Who." And I give like five paragraphs about what it is. See, Charlie speaks to a lot of her friends via WhatsApp messaging back and forth. And every now and again, she'll say, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to apply for a bit. I'm watching Doctor Who with my dad. Their friends will ask, what's Doctor Who? And she'll just explain in all these messages. And then afterwards be like, huh, okay. <laughs> but I'm She's a nerd after your own heart. Ah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Connor at Connor knows footy on Twitter. He says the only nerdy moment I have had when I start talking about is when I start talking about football to my non-football friends and use of the lingo. And they just stare at me like I'm speaking some sort of alien language. I guess that applies to a lot of stuff like NFL and even rugby to a degree. People talk to me about rugby. I don't fully understand. Yeah. Any sport. Cricket. That's got some ridiculous, uh, terminology in it and people haven't got a clue what it means so mm. yeah i like yeah. the way that he started his his uh his answer with the only nerdy moment he's had and then he replies with another nerdy moment <laughs> so it's quite clearly not the only nerdy <laughs> moment that he's had connor sat at home wrote that message I, i'm not a nerd i'm not oh, i suppose when i talk about football and he's put his phone down, gone to walk away to do something else, and then just suddenly gone, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I recall another occasion. <laughs> Connor continues. Another nerdy moment is I have seen every episode of The Simpsons, all the way from season one to the current season 34, and I can always pull out a reference or a joke from the show or almost know everything there is to know about the show. Yeah, Again, it's, it's being enthusiastic, isn't it, Max? A nerd, yeah. yeah. You, it, basically, being a nerd means you've got passion for something that mm. perhaps not everybody else has got a passion for. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Dan Griffin, at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. He says, so as far as being a nerd, I do this podcast called The Doctor Who Pod. I'm familiar with that, actually, Max. Yeah, I think you mentioned it once or twice. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and he says here, and he also does one called UTT. I'm familiar with that one as well. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've, I've browsed through a few episodes of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as YouTube channels, Dan continues, I tend to watch Beard Meets Food, which is eating challenges, and I've watched every video multiple times of Yahtzee19, and he's putting brackets here, game reviewer, and his mate doing Let's Plays. Oh, okay. That's so I've forever. never heard of Yahtzee19, but I actually... Uh, Beard meets food came up uh, across my um, my feed about a week ago, and I've watched a couple of his videos. And fucking hell, that guy can put away some grub. Yeah, Jesus can he really? Christ! And he's it's not like he's a a huge like bloke. He's just a, a regular bloke, and he just is able to just just power through some ridiculous amounts of food. Absolutely ridiculous. He, he, he beats food challenges that no one in the world has ever beaten that they've uh, had oh, going in these okay. restaurants for years and years. Uh, and he, and he just absolutely demolishes them. It's ridiculous. The amount of food he can put away and not be like violet ball regard from uh, Charlie, the chocolate factory, just massive and round. Yeah. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
the thing for me is if I watch stuff like that, I just get hungry. Yeah. And then you attempt the challenge and feel well, guilty and shit. <laughs> yeah. We've got a couple of challenges coming up, Mags, haven't we? Spoonful of butter, Pepsi or cordial and stuff like that. Yeah, we haven't. That's we have. thing. them We're things aren't happening. They, they are. We're doing it on Chain Wrestling 100. Yeah. I'm, 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 I've got a, a prior engagement that day. Oh, really? That particular yeah. Monday? Yeah. Sunday. Yeah, well, Sunday. Good, yeah I was going to say, it's a good job of you to a Sunday then. Yeah. You got me. You got me. You got me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, little scamp. Um, <laughs> ja at Yeah, I'm all right. He says, geekiest thing about me is enjoying taking crappy photos of Hasbro WWF figures. I'm going to stop there before I carry on reading this. They're not crappy not at crappy. all. Yeah, no, they're, they're bloody brilliant. I love them because yeah. some of those figures I used to have, the ring and all that, and I love the, the backdrops he puts in. No, absolutely not crappy at all, my friend. Don't sell yourself no. short. It is uh, geeky, don't get me wrong. Very oh, geeky, yeah, yeah, it's geeky, yeah. <laughs> not crappy. He says, started off just being bored during COVID. It's good fun, but very geeky. Also used to be a massive Morrissey fan. Went to all his tour dates in 2006 and made T-shirts with lyrics on. What a loser. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. That, that is bad. Yeah, I, I can't save you on that last one, I'm afraid. Yeah. When, you, yeah. when, you re- when you've got a T-shirt that says, punctured bicycle on a hillside, yeah, you're a geek. Is that one of his lyrics? I don't know anything by Morrissey, I don't think. Of course you do. Do I? That the one of the songs from um I think it, is it Scars Football was a Morrissey track. Oh, okay. I can't remember which song it is. When you when you said Sky's football, I thought you meant that was the title of the song. And I'm thinking, no, I wonder, I I wonder what that's about. <laughs> I can't remember what the, the title is, but yeah, one of the songs for Sky Football is is a Morrissey song. Mm. Okay. Obviously, I know it then. Fair enough. Uh, the Photoshop wizard himself, King Pigs Butters, at Pigs Butters on Twitter. He says, I don't think I'm nerdy in any way. Yes, I love wrestling, gaming, but I'm suave and sophisticated. <laughs> Fair shite. If you don't see yourself as a nerd, then you're wrong. Because mm. you are, you're as, as nerdy as the rest of us, sir. Yeah, you're one of us. Um, this one intrigues of us. me. This intrigues me. In 1992, I had the choice of going to Monsters of Rock or SummerSlam. I turned down beer, partying with women, and great music for wrestling. Oh, Nine. would you have made that choice, sir? 100%. You'd have gone I to SummerSlam? No. 100 You wouldn't have would. gone to SummerSlam. You would, you would bitterly regret that, I think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because... So, so, Monsters of Rock 92 is, you know, you see the posters of all the, the logo. It's only one day festivals by then, but you see the posters of the logos on of all the bands playing. It's almost like they've handpicked my CD collection, put them all on one, on one day on one stage. I mean, I've got it in front of me here. You've got Wasp, The Almighty, Thunder, I mean, Slayer played. I'm not too fast on Slayer. And then Skid Row and Iron Maiden headlined. That to me is just. And uh, if you look at SummerSlam 92, Brett Bulldog's fantastic. Aside from that, it's a bit rough, yeah, but isn't it, it? It's Wembley. It's the only WWF major pay-per-view in the UK for 30 years. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. It wouldn't have been an easy decision. But seeing that liner... You'll take my life, but I'll take yours too! you fire musket, but I'll run you through! So when you're waiting for the next attack... You better stand, there's no turning back The bill was served 
you know, the original lineup of Skid Row, for example, and Wasp are there as well on the same on the same bill as Iron Maiden. No, mate, Amazing. I'm having that. Amazing. I'm having that. Oh, you're such a dick. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Pig Spiders also says here, and this is just fantastic. I love it. I only, I genuinely, oh, generally only watch chain wrestling on YouTube. Oh, thanks, mate. You are the best ever nerd. Yeah, I'm, you are the, you are the best of the, the nerds. King's nerds bladders from now on. You didn't really know where you're going to go with that when you started. No, I mean, I don't half the time. <laughs> you, you, you must be aware of this by now. My mouth will start throwing words out before my brain <laughs> realizes what's happening. Fantastic. Uh, uh, ben the Brick Fridge, <laughs> which is a reference to, I think it's the Morty and Fitch podcast I heard that on. Um, made me chuckle. At Witticisms of Ben on Twitter, he says, for YouTube channels, Andy Cooks, an awesome cook based in australia i think that's the australian flag was it new zealand i can't make it uh, that's australia yeah okay uh seth drums which is drum along <laughs> what are you laughing at like? just andy cooks is a show about a bloke cooking seth drums is a show about a bloke <laughs> drumming, drumming. <laughs> buckets the drum uh drum is that me Buckets the drummer music, yeah. So that'll be a, about a guy called Buckets who drums, I assume. Uh, it says man horse plays hit in the bath with a bucket. Man horse, yeah, that's what it says. I'd, I'd, I like, think that's autocorrect, or is it half man, half horse? No, I think it's supposed to say man plays hits in the bath with a bucket. Oh, man who plays. Ah, yeah. Man who plays hits in the bath with a bucket. Yeah. Not man horse. I hope it's man. He said, no, uh, Ben says it's not autocorrect. It's actually a man horse. It's a man horse. A man horse. Yes. A man horse. Okay. Okay. I'm intrigued now. Does he have hooves? If and so, I like the way that Ben says man with a horse mask, as if we genuinely <laughs> thought, is this guy like a, a centaur? As it, does he have horse body man and tour. man head? <laughs> like a man <mantor. laughs> Yeah. Which part of the the man is horse and which part of the horse is man? Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I actually genuinely am because I completely fucked my head up. I was like, what is the other <laughs> uh bad lip reading? Ben continues. Alternative dialogue of classic moments. I bet that could be quite funny. You'll never know because you'll never watch it. And then Ben says, Dare we mention the hairy housewife? No, we shan't. So let's move on. No, okay. actually, I, we will. Uh, I think uh, Fitch's channel is, if you like that kind of thing, that's amazing. But because we like Fitch, we've got to give him a little bit of promotion. One thing that about it, though, that pisses me off is the way he talks on the episode is so annoying. Okay, I'm assuming you're doing it now. Yeah. It's yeah. everything has a, a high inflection, like he's asking a question with every two words. Okay. But he's very good at what he does. I have seen a little bit of that. I, I subscribed to that channel. There you go. 
<laughs> just that and that alone. You very Shall much I... like King's nerds bladders. Shall I have a quick look? Subscriptions, I'll tell you now. Uh, SJP World Media, I subscribe to, funnily enough. <laughs> you abs- that's vain. That's incredibly uh, vain. Eric Gromwell, I, I subscribe to, who's the new singer of Skid Row, because he does loads of covers. During COVID, he was doing covers of songs uh, in his kitchen and stuff, and that was always really good. A couple of United podcasts. Um, Troy Hawk, have you seen this guy? I've never heard of Trey Hawk. He is, he basically, he's a, he's a comedian who wears a purple jacket, has a little mustache, and he tells people he's from the Professional Greeters Guild, and we'll just go and stand outside Premark and greet people when they're coming in. And it's just comedy gold. It's I think so I've said, does he wear a, he wears a smoking jacket, doesn't he? That's it, yeah, that's yeah. the one. I've seen it him is doing it outside funny. Tesco. Yeah, he does outside Tesco. I think he did one outside Pineland as well, which is quite funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really good stuff. Um, and Shez Kane, Welsh singer, does a lot of hair metal kind of stuff, young, a last from Wales. And Elite FBL, of course, which I want to give a shout out to because I, I don't watch much on YouTube when it flags up such and such even as though, Dr. Video. Even though Elite FBL are, are currently live now, again, going against oh. us in the, in the ratings. See, mate. No, what you should have done is not said that because if our numbers drop all of a sudden, it's yeah, well, on, on the other channel, we've got uh Steve or talking bollocks about football, and yeah. then all of a sudden the numbers drop. That'll there put nuts in seats. Fucking hell, Tony. Um, Primark <laughs> is that like an early days rest of it? No, that, that's the actual proper name for Primark. Is I will give say his, his dues there. The owner uh, of the company said it's it, the way it's pronounced is actually Primark. So he's right there. Bloody hell, listen to this. I'm going to, when I edit this tomorrow for the audio version to come out, I'm going to cut that. You saying I will give Sai his dues there and the bit where you go, Sai is right there. And I'm gonna, <laughs> I just, I, just keep that forever. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I'm going to cut it into every podcast, every 30 seconds at the end of every sentence you ever say. Bang, 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 bang. It'll never happen again. It won't. It won't. <laughs> Maxi, what about your good self, mate? Yeah, I don't think I'm a nerd at all. Nothing nerdy about me. I no. certainly haven't had ridiculous amount of wrestling podcasts. Um, I certainly do not put way too many hours uh, into a virtual farm. Um, that is nerdy. Right. Is, oh, the game! Honestly, the game is fucking unreal. It's absolutely unreal. The the community that that uh, do the the downloadable maps. There's one near Gloucester, a town called Saxthorpe. Okay. Do you know? Have you heard of the town? No. But it's honestly, it's they take like aerial photos of like um, from Google Maps and things like that, and they make it perfectly accurate so you it's like you're genuinely working the farmlands of of that area it's so so good incredibly nerdy farmland here, to be fair it's very farmlandy is mm. old glaster it is yeah it is yeah apart from that i am not a nerd whatsoever no not, no no so in terms of hidden gem uh wrestling channels um i've got to put over a few of our Good friends with this Tom Collahue. Um, 
if you want as accurate as wrestling news uh, as you can get, he's he's the guy for you. Um, yeah, I, I I think he does some outstanding work. Um, Omega Luke and his and his work in the football manager community, um, absolutely brilliant. It's amazing how how going from a a channel with a couple of subscribers to now having close to a hundred thousand in the wow. time he's done it is absolutely brilliant. Uh, again, like you did, Elite FPL, amazing work, Steve. Oh, uh, I absolutely uh, love those guys. They 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 really do good work. A channel that I advise you to look into, and you definitely did not. Um, it's called Wrestle. Uh, wrestling with Andy, or is, it might be wrestle with Andy, and it will be right up Scottish Danny's street. It's essentially um, clipped parts of old school uh, WWF wrestling. But what he does, he, he takes a, a certain month um, and clips all the the storylines building up to the pay per views. Um, so these videos are sometimes two to three hours long. Uh, but he'll do like WRF November 1991, and it, you'll have all the, the storylines, all the promos, all the build-up to uh, that pay-per-view, uh, and it's brilliant work. He's, he does such good work. So, yeah, definitely check that one out. Wrestle I've just with subscribed, Magsy. Just subscribed. Yeah, it's it's ideal kind of just relax and go to sleep videos. Just You can just lie down have the tv on and yeah it's just brilliant going to sleep tackle so yeah that'll be the the channels that i'd like to promote fair enough mate fair enough good stuff uh well i'll just ran through the ones i'm subscribed to you know that eric, <laughs> that eric grunwald i would recommend him if you're into your well any sort of music he sings for skid row now so that's obviously 80s metal and so on but he won i don't know if it was um the x factor or pop idol in sweden Okay. And then it's like that's pop and idol. Yeah, something like that. And then um I mean Skid Row's original lead singer incredible vocal range and so on. He left the band. They've had various different guys who've never really lived up to it and so on. This guy, oh my word, he's fantastic.
you've watched his YouTube channel, he's doing covers of all sorts of stuff from pop music up to whatever. And he just nails it all the time. The absolutely fantastic voice. So that's well worth checking out. Another one that's just popped in my head with you mentioning that, uh, and it's one that, again, will interest you, um, hopefully. So you remember The Darkness, the yes. kind of like throwback to hair metal. Yeah. So the, the lead singer, I think it was called Justin Hawkins. Yep. He's got a YouTube channel where he, uh, he has various topics regarding music, but a lot of the time he, he kind of listens to uh songs and and kind of picks them apart for for like all the 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 uh the segments of music i mean i'm no good with things like that but uh just he delves into how much effort goes into making that song and and mm. he picks out the intricacies of the music that a layman wouldn't normally uh think about and he really kind of like gets you really interested in 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 like the the background of, a, of the song it's it's really good work so yeah, yeah. Uh, check that out. Justin yeah, Hawkins. Brilliant. Yeah, see that bloke. I'm not gonna lie. When the darkness came out, I wasn't a fan. Oh, I loved it because I felt that they were. It, some of it was great, and some of the guitar work was fantastic, and then and that kind of eighties vibe is right on my street. But then he starts singing, and he could sing, and he goes to that stupid high bit, and it's just like, oh mate, the falsetto. Yeah, it almost sounds like he was taking the piss. That's something I love. But now I appreciate them a lot more than I did when yeah. they were actually first first about. So I, I, I think for me, I was never into that kind of music, that kind mm. of like rock, hair, metal, whatever it's called. But the darkness I were because you could see that they were having fun doing it. And that's kind of what like dragged me in. The songs were ridiculous if you actually listen to the lyrics, yeah. but they were fun. They were fun at the time. And yeah, I, I didn't mind them whatsoever. Yeah. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, should we dive on into the chat to see what people have been saying before we move on and actually talk a little bit of wrestling? We shall. Let's, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Scottish daddy says that, um, the show was the, the internet show was called, uh, about this. Oh, <laughs> we, Oh, you get some grief. Uh, time to check Sar's hard drive. Uh, and Sar got arrested for beating it because uh, Ben Rantarasa says, Dan, you beat me to it. <laughs> they're, on, they're on his laptop now. <laughs> private browsing. I bet your private browser gets a lot of use on your phone. Just I don't know what that is. Fuck off. I don't. Um, I generally don't know what that is. Answers the question of why he has so many external hard drives that are full of unfinished projects. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shotgun Saturday night uh, for the win. Shotgun Saturday night were awful. Absolutely awful. The green, the green logo. It was the one that looked like a police badge. Uh, what the green logo was Velocity. That's it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Shotgun Saturday nights were WF's attempts to be gritty. Oh, they're almost like a throwback to old oldie wrestling we got uh the flying sisters of love who end up being the headbangers on on a show okay. yeah flying sisters of love i've never I think heard that's of what i'm called they were basically dressed up as nuns oh right okay i remember the nuns i don't know yeah. oh, right I'm um, scottish that. daddy says he's got them all of course he and, has <laughs> and a trail of bread knives <laughs> Sal was definitely a sticky bandit when he, he got nicked at that Comic Con. <laughs> Hello, Damn officer. Me. 
Are you here for me? No, I'm here for the bloke going around naming strangers cocks. <laughs> Dan Griffin says, thinking about it, his nerdiest podcast has to be unbooking the tanker to it. Yeah, that is... That very is niche. Very niche. It's a niche nerdiness, a very niche nerdiness. Uh, ben from Random Masters says, Beard Meets Food is incredible. Um, and he says, it, uh, Dan says, it's insane. Makes me feel better about eating salads when I'm dieting. Jeez, honestly, sad. Just watch one of these videos. The, the okay. amount of food he puts away, it's enough to feed a, an army. And that's really? a genuine army. Um, Dan says it makes him laugh when uh, he tries a challenge at home, forgets to have a shit, and nearly poops himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, King's Pink Banner says the the monster jam, whatever it were. Monsters monster, are off. Yeah, 92. Monster I made that I made a headline there. So you, he made the right choice, as would you, sir. I don't get me wrong. If, if, I went, if I went to SummerSlam, I'd be over the moon with that as well. But I just look at that lineup in one day and think, oh man, that's just lit- like I said, it's literally just going down my CDs. You know, I couldn't have handpicked a better festival lineup. Well, King King Pigs Brothers went to Monsters the year after. Okay, um, 93. Who had London yeah. 93? Let us know well, in the let, chat, my friend. Let us know what the lineup was in the chat. Silence, man horse. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, this is after many, many of the man horse, horse comments that yeah. we. That okay. we went through. Uh, ben says it was Nicholas's next career step. What to be man horse? <laughs> to be a bloke sat in a bath with a horse mask. Just a picture on the wall of him holding the WWF Tag Team Championship. At and just one horsey tear rolling down his cheek. <laughs> <Like that>. <laughs> 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 then Dan says that's Fitch pretending to be human with the way it's it's. Very annoying how he speaks on on the Harry Housewife videos. It's I love the guy, but he annoys me with how he everything is a question. See, now the thing is, I've I've watched a couple of them, uh, maybe not all the way through because it's not my cup of tea. But I've watched it and, and I like you know I enjoy what he does and so on. But I've never noticed that. You will. But now you've you po- will now you've pointed it out. <laughs> You'll definitely notice it, and you'll be like, speak properly, you fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> Dan Griffin says, the owner of Primark can fuck off. Primark just sounds wrong. Yeah, but that's because you've conflated it to, to say Primark. So you've got it wrong, Dan. Along conflated? With... Is that a word? Yeah. yeah. Is it? I, I know words. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um yeah, so you and the rest of the country have got it wrong. So when he corrects you, he he's the person who's right. It's like the argument of gifs versus gifs. It is a gif. Everyone knows that the moving image is a gif, but people because it's a hard g at the front, they call it gifs, and they say that the creator is wrong. When it's not, you're all wrong. You fucking idiots. So there we um, go. <laughs> ben is, then corrects me, and he, uh, again we've had this uh, with Ben. He assumes that I have logic to the things that I say and do, um, but he says, "Hang on, you mocked Andy Cooks, but wrestle with Andy as a name." Fad. Yes, it is. It is just like bubbly chocolate is the devil's arsehole, but normal <laughs> chocolate is is much better. Um, so yeah, I don't deal with logic. It's not my thing. Uh, 
King Pig's Blood says Natty was cancelled. Yeah, because it was uh, shit. Uh, and he went to <laughs> what, uh, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I don't, I'm being cantankerous. That's another word. I know that word, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he says Natty Four was Aerosmith. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. That's a, 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 a good headliner. Yeah, yeah definitely. All. And then he says that Extreme Sepultura. Yep. Pantera. Oh, Pantera. So you saw the original line of Pantera, Pigs Matters. That's fantastic. He did. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he'll, com- he'll confirm that he did. Mm. Yeah. Oh, why? That sounds yeah. a better... The 94 one sounds a better one than the 92 one, so he made the right choice going to SummerSlam. And okay, you would regret it now. You're a huge fan of the Brazilian metal band Sepultura, so you know this. Yes. yes. I okay, do, yes. Right. Yeah, fair enough. fair enough, mate. Fair enough. No Are worries. they Brazilian? I think so. Max Cavalera is the lead guy, I think, if I've uh, if I've got that right. So he, I think he's from Brazil. But, See, yeah, I, anyway. I, I know. I know music. Yeah. Brazilian Sepultura. Thank you so much to everybody in the chat, Twitter, everywhere else who's messaged into the show on Facebook, WhatsApp, whatever, and uh, let us know your geeky moments and your YouTube channels. It's uh, We say it every week, but this show doesn't work without you. This is your yeah. show. Okay. So. You've absolutely smashed it out of the park this week. You, you guys are amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. We adore every last one of you. Yeah. Without a doubt, mate. Without a doubt. Um, I suppose then, Magsy, we better get on. And talk a little bit of wrestling, aren't we? We better. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Okay, are we getting rid of that Twitter thing? No, I weren't going to, because at least it would have been something to read whilst (laughs) watching wrestling from the dark ages. Right, okay. So just to clarify here, is this going to be the same scenario as when uh, an old Jim Crockett promotions match one or uh, where you're going to just be grumpy and ruin it for everyone else. Maybe a little from column A <laughs> and a little from column B. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, the winner of this week's poll was from uh, the 4th of May, 1981 Madison square garden, Pat Patterson taking on Sergeant slaughter in what they call an alleyway match, which is basically just a street fight. Isn't it? Anything goes kind of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, this match won the wrestling observer newsletter of the week. No, not the newsletter of the week match of the year. Match of the year. Yes. Yeah. Not new, not newsletter of the week. I don't think either of these guys are writing a newsletter. I don't know. I bet Pat Patterson, would write a good newsletter. He writes good finishes. Yeah, fair point. You reckon Patterson could have his own dirt sheet from back in the day? Everyone's wondering who who was leaking the results, and Patterson's just there on the corner, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pat, Pat is the original Vinny Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, this feud started many many months beforehand. Sergeant Slaughter at the time with the Cobra Clutch finisher. Uh, was saying that nobody could break out of it. I suppose similar to what we had with the Master Lock in more recent years, Magsy. Yeah. And he would put money up to people from the crowd or wrestlers themselves to try and break the, the Cobra Clutch. But if it was a wrestler, it would tend to be someone he's ready to kick the shit out of for 10 minutes. So he wouldn't stand a chance. Patterson, um, in interviews, and I think a little bit on commentary with some stuff as well, would, would run him down for this. And it built up to um, Pat Patterson effectively accepting the challenge of Sergeant Slaughter to try and escape the Cobra Clutch. Well, he, he turns it down at first because um, yes. I think Sarge 
offers him five thousand dollars if he can mm-hmm. beat the 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 cobra uh, escape the cobra clutch, and Pat refuses it, um, saying he hasn't had enough time to to get ready. Uh, and then I think Sarge has like a mini feud with Andre the Giant, and then they revisit the Pat Pats and stuff, and because uh, he he kind of like. He'd come away from from in-ring action. Vince wanted him to kind of like settle down to a backstage role and, and, and commentary. Uh, but he also needed Sarge to be the next big monster heel, I suppose. Um, so going up against uh, Pat Patson is, was one of the ways to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, the heat that they draw stems from that, that particular angle, that particular segment where Patterson is in the Cobra clutch and he's trying to escape it and nearly does on a few occasions. And then when he's very close to it, slaughter boots him in the balls and beats mm-hmm. him with a chair, busts him open and there's blood everywhere. So New York, Madison square garden, they love Pat Patterson. They wanted him to get his revenge. And on this particular night, he had his opportunity, Maxie, didn't he? He did. Um, I think they'd they'd run the the match around like the the territory, and it ended up with lots and lots of um, DQ finishes. So this was kind of like the the blow off, I suppose. Yeah, and that's how things should be done, in my opinion. You know, none of this. Oh, we're going to have a match. Let's make it no DQ just because we don't get along. This makes sense in, in the way they tell the story, the way they booked it, the way they built up to this makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, is this something you've seen before, Max? No, I'd never even heard of it before. No? No. Okay. I have not seen this before either, but I'm very glad that this won the poll. And I, I, I spoiled it, I quite enjoyed this. But we'll dive into it, shall we? Let's. Yeah, you, so, you, you look so defeated. What is wrong? I'm not defeated. Just um, I was keeping an, an eye on the poll for this this match and it was very neck and neck for a, for a quite a while i think okay. uh earlier on today i think it was at 50 50 so there was the potential oh, no. we were watching both matches and then with about 15 minutes to go it swayed towards your your picking right okay yeah. so because so your option, er, like really early on was winning and normally if you if your option goes ahead like within the first couple of hours, it's not catching me. I'm like, ah, well that's that's done then. Do you know what I mean? And then sometimes I even forget that the poll's been put up and I get a notification saying poll's closed. I'm like, oh, okay. You know? And then you've done the ultimate underdog thing and won. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Um I, I think we garnered a bit of support as well, didn't it? This match. We had people in, in on Twitter saying, you know, this is great, watch this and so on. So that was yeah. Quite um and yeah, so before we get into it, uh I've I saw a little thread. I mean, people know I'm not a, a, an avid TikTok user anymore. I believe it's now called X or Twitter X. Um, oh, I don't know, is it? Allegedly, yeah. There's a big X in the corner. Um, but I saw a thread uh, with Danny and uh, King's Pigs Badder saying um, how they really enjoyed the match, and it it warmed my heart that that these guys were watching the match in preparation for for the show and i just thought that that is so geeky but cool i really yeah. it really made me smile so yeah i massively appreciate you guys for that yeah oh totally 100 percent um we begin with harrod finkel with hair which is yeah and so i assume you watch your 
Uh, Daily Motion version. Yeah, I wanted to watch it as is, and then I was going to try and fit in the Jim Cornette. So I, I, I watched the Jim Cornette version. I didn't watch okay, the Daily Motion version. I, I haven't yet. I wanted to before the show, but it's, I couldn't fit it in. It's really good. Uh, he adds a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of information to to the match and and kind of why it went the way that it did. Um, yeah, it it was really good, and he doesn't uh, blank out the audio from the 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 match as well, so you still hear what's going on in the match. So yeah, it's, I, I I was glad that I watched that version over just the standard match. Yeah. Okay, nice. Oh, you might be able to give us a bit of insight as to what Mister Cornet was on about then, I suppose. Well, uh, yeah, I might do, but I probably won't. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> the, Howard Finkel is also sporting a lovely ruffled up shirt, isn't he? With a in lovely yellow colours and so on. It's in, it's very in those days, point. yeah. In those days, he he put effort in, did Mister mm. Finkel. And uh, Jim mentions the 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 MSG microphone that uh, he it, it almost makes it like a, a massive boxing event. Yeah, the, yeah. the way it looks, but. Finkel got through those introductions in quick time. That guy had a bus to catch because yeah, he, he just fired through those. <laughs> got, he got out of dodge, and then yeah, we were off to the races. But I think he because he knew what the what the the start of the match were mm. uh, because Pat Patterson just goes at it straight away in his "I Love New York" t shirt. Um, that crowd adored Pat Patterson. Yes, and hated Slaughter, didn't they? They did. The valor-stealing uh, bastard. Yeah, there you go. He, he Patterson, sorry, I say he, Patterson does uh, attack Slaughter straight away, throwing punches. It's quite punchy-kicky for the first period of the match, isn't it? <laughs> and it kind of sets up what we're going to get. We're going to get a brawl. It's going to get. It's going to be a wild brawl. Um, I think it was eight minutes, 40-odd seconds was the timestamp I checked when I actually saw the first wrestling move, which was a body slam. By Patterson? Yep. Yeah, but before we get to that, we have um, Sergeant Slaughter throws a right hand in the corner, which, <laughs> sorry, yeah, Sergeant Slaughter throws a right hand, Patterson moves out of the way. Slaughter kind of goes between the ropes and almost hits the turnbuckle and then the post behind it, kind of. Yeah, he, he, I think he was meant to clock the post. Right. Um, but um, one thing that um, around this point that Jim mentions is that um, he loved the fact that Slaughter wore a white vest normally wouldn't wear white normally be a black or or like a uh an olive green vest but he knew he was bleeding in this match and white vests they do well for 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 showing up blood so uh jim mentions that yeah yeah clever little touch um that the crowd go mental they're they're insane they scream in the pop that you get from the crowd when they when slaughter misses just misses a right hand you know they are heavily invested in everything these guys are doing right from the well, off, aren't they? The, the pop every time that uh, that Patterson gets the upper hand or Slaughter makes a mistake, this crowd are wild, mm. wild for this. And again, this is another thing that that Jim makes comment on. Uh, obviously, he has a a severe hatred for the flippy uh, wrestling stuff, uh, and he actually does praise it a little bit by saying that technically it's it's some really good work he says but there's no there's no passion to it it's all just getting your moves and your spots yes. in where this they, these guys are playing to the crowd they're they, they uh and he mentions it they're they're heating the crowd up and then they're bringing them back down 
kind of like taking them on a on a roller coaster. Um, say mm. he says that this is psychologically a brilliant match because the fans are so invested that they go on this on this journey with the two wrestlers. Mm. Yes, and when you mentioned there about sort of building them up and and then taking them back down again and so on, I think the timing of that is so important, especially mm-hmm. with regards to when Sergeant Slaughter is in control and and he's beating down upon his opponent, and we would get almost a tease from Pat Patterson and he gets some moves in and the crowd he didn't have to do much because the crowd were so invested, mm-hmm. but their their reactions would be would be huge yeah, towards they'd be Patterson. on the feet and yes, the, the, and then they just cut the him off, yeah, and then they just Which cut is- him off. Which is brilliant booking because yeah. you want to keep the the fans. If you go a long time uh, with uh, one wrestler uh, being uh, being uh, in charge, you can kind of lose that that momentum you've got with the fans. They can kind of get bored. They can start sitting on their hands. But if you give that that uh, baby face just that little bit of a tease of a comeback, you you dragging the fans along with you, uh, and it's it's just really well booked even though i detested having to watch wrestling from the fucking dark ages i i appreciated the the way they told the story in the match from the dark ages um you you mentioned there as well about about jim Cornette talking about the flippy stuff and and so on this is obviously the i'm assuming the end of their feud this is this is what they've been building towards this match madison square garden with the stipulation and so on something I've got a real issue with with regards to modern day wrestling. And it's not just AEW before people think I'm having a dig at AEW because that's not the case. I love AEW, but WWE does it as well. All over the world, they do this. And it is like you said, Magsy, getting your moves in. When you see people doing certain poses and certain, um, certain you know, certain spots like doing a backflip into something and so on, when it's, a highly contested, almost blood feud. It's like it's a <laughs> hatred between the two guys, and it's supposed to, to me it's that it should be a fight. You know, mm-hmm. it, the, the rivalry is there, the heat is there, they hate each other, and then you get someone doing some clever little springboard backflip. It doesn't quite fit in with the mindset of these two guys hate each other and want to kill each other. With yeah. regards to see on the screens in modern day, this is the opposite of that for me. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and uh, again, all uh, praise to those technical uh wizards of the oh, wrestling yeah, yeah. world um some of the stuff that they can do guys from this area would have wouldn't have even dreamed of of, of uh doing uh, moves like that but it does take away from the reality that this is meant to be a fart rather than yeah. acrobatics uh and this match is a fucking fart. It's um, mm. it's actually a fart. And and to just to add to a point that you made that uh, this was the blow off. I think after this, uh, slaughter uh, goes on to challenge. I think Bob Backlund for the world title. So it was definitely uh, a feud. And this was done to get slaughter over that hump of being the next monster heel. I suppose. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Um. We mentioned earlier on about belts, and I said they're going to—he's going to come up again here. Um, Pat Patterson uses his own belt. Now he does. This is it, this tickled me because in a lot of wrestling we see people. Hogan famously uses the weight belt. Um, uh, Shawn Michaels has used his own belt in matches before when he's been wearing jeans. We've we've seen it in wrestling quite a bit, haven't we? They take their own belt off and whip their opponent with it, 
and it's obviously there as a prop ready to use and because they don't lose their clothing or anything like that it's done designed to be used as an aspect of this match it seems Pat Patterson's belt was genuinely there to hold up his trousers. Yes. So when he put, when well, he he's wearing jeans. jeans. He's wearing yeah. jeans. Yeah. <laughs> so when he took the belt out, um, he had a little bit of a, a, a wardrobe issue for the rest of the match. He, he, he almost TL hoppered the the match with his arse back out. Um, <laughs> but that's another thing. Going back to Jim Cornette, he he says now I, I can't comment on the accuracy but he if anyone would know it's probably going to be him uh he thinks that this may be the first msg um, match where they've wrestled in street claws because obviously okay. MS msg is the the mecca of big matches mm. so people tend to wrestle in their wrestling gear but yeah he thinks that this is if not the first one of the earliest uh matches where the the guys wrestle in street claws um Sergeant Slaughter gets hit in the face at one point with Pat Patterson whipping him up. And that looked very sore. That's, that was, that did not look comfortable at all. No. Uh, it, there's a lot of points in this match where it looks like they're laying in very mm-hmm. snugly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, the punches to the balls, the kicks to the face. Slaughter it's, it basically does a run up at one point and kicks Pat Patterson square in the face. Mm. Uh, yeah. These guys are making it look real. Yes, yes. And that's the whole purpose of what we're doing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Especially in this era. So, um, the, the Slaughter eventually gets hold of the belt and uh, rather than choke Patterson around the neck with it, he puts it across his mouth. And again, we get a close-up of the belt, really pulling back on his on his, his mm-hmm. mouth and so on. That was pretty graphic. He also does the classic belt clothesline yep. as well, which is really good. Um but yeah, that that belt got used as a as a, a a really vicious weapon. The guys were laying it in with that with the belt. Yeah, definitely. Um, the shirt comes next. Slaughter rips off the I Love New York shirt. Oh, and that crowd. Oh, yeah, they weren't happy about that. I don't think they were not. They were, they they were fuming. They were fuming. Um, we also get a few occasions. I mean, these are not small men. I'm not talking their giants yeah. as in like a Hogan or whatever, but yeah, I think uh, Fink says that Slaughter is 300 pounds and Pat is 235. So yeah, that's uh, some beef between the two guys. Definitely. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, and again, it's not flippy flying around bullshit, of course, but there are moments where they go up the ropes Mm-hmm. And there are moments where they go over the ropes. I mean, one of them is with with this T-shirt here. Slaughter is choking Patterson around the neck with the T-shirt. Patterson sort of does a half lap of the ring to build up momentum, runs at the ropes and drops down to send Slaughter flying over the top rope, which yeah. is quite a spectacular spot, really, considering the, the era we're in and the size of these guys. And then we get yeah. moves off the top rope and the middle rope as well, Maxie, don't we? Which, again... Um... Jim says these are some of the very early times that you see wrestling moves off the top ropes in MSG. Mm. Um, you, we, uh, you, you see Sergeant Slaughter go for the what I've labelled the the Sid vicious stomp, where he, <laughs> he, he essentially goes to um, to stomp on uh, Pat uh, and lands on one leg, and it just makes me cringe thinking mm. what could have happened. Uh, and even Pat goes up to the second rope and does the old uh, Bret Hart 
elbow. It's a, mm. Who knew Pat Patterson was was a half liar? It's amazing. He drops a, does he drop a knee as well off the the middle rope at one point? He, he does it twice. He uh, yeah. the slam that you mentioned uh, um, that comes after about eight minutes. He hits the slam, then does a knee drop, and then does it again. Um, and that's I think that's the first close pin that we get. He goes, he gets a two count from that. Okay. Um, Pat Patterson bites his opponent as well. <laughs> he does the 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 evil bastard. Just lays the chance to take a big chunk out of a uh, out of Sarge. Uh, again, we, we Pat Patterson goes over the top. Sergeant Slaughter goes over the top, uh, and then we get a slingshot spot. Ah, now, before we get to that, we see where Pat Patterson is outside. Um, and this is another another uh, bit where Jim uh, chips in with uh, with kind of like insider knowledge. So Pat Patterson is rest is like resting up against the the barricades, and Slaughter goes to the top rope, looking like he's going to do maybe a double axe handle from the the top rope to the outside. Mm. Uh, and Pat yes. Pat moves to the ring really quickly, and Jim says that that's an indication that Pat wasn't up for doing that move. So. You see him come to the side of the ring, so uh, Slaughter gets down from the from the ropes. Basically, that's that's a way that the two guys communicate that yeah, we're not doing we're not doing that spot. Mm. Oh, okay, fascinating. I didn't I didn't know that. Oh, interesting. Um, the 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 turnbuckle is connected, obviously, to the ring post by what mm-hmm. we see in wrestling now, having almost like a circular, almost circular crash mount Velcroed around it, don't we? That bit of the, the sort of fixing there. That's yeah. not there in this in this match. So when we see Sergeant Slaughter giving the, the old slingshot into the corner, he goes over the top rope. And I think he's supposed to crack his head on the ring post. Uh, and this happens a few times during the match, but he's also got that metal bar in between the turnbuckle and the ring post itself. So anywhere mm-hmm. we'll do, I guess, is, is the saying that it could be used here. And before he's even bounced back and hit the mat, it's just blood everywhere, Max, isn't there? Yeah. So again, this is uh, where Jim uses his insider knowledge, uh, and he he basically, if he didn't describe what was going on, you would have you would have not noticed it happening. But he he, he pinpoints the exact point where uh, Sarge gets his blade ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, he's actually got the blade underneath his fingernail. Right. And you see him messing with his fingernails. He pulls the blade out. He hits the 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 slingshot onto the post. And you, you can just see his his hands come in contact with his head for a fraction of a second, but that's all it needs. And and it's done. And it said twenty thousand people in that arena didn't spot that. That's yeah. how good he was at pulling it off. It's a absolutely amazing, yeah. But you're right. The blood is just pissing from Slaughter. Absolutely yeah. pissing from him. And that white T-shirt you mentioned as well comes into play because it soaks exactly. his shirt and, and all this. Um, Pat Patterson, I mean, the crowd are loving this now because the guy that they can't stand is, is is bleeding a gusher. And Patterson goes after this and he is punching the wound. And, you know, again, very convincing looking right hands because, again, we're trying to convince people this is an yeah. athletic competition. It's not, you know, predetermined staged fighting or whatever, you know. And great selling by Sarge. Uh, that's another thing that uh, Jim uh, absolutely praises. He says the way that Sarge is selling this, that mm-hmm. he's punch drunk, that the loss of blood is really affecting him. Uh, yeah, just outstanding selling. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Sergeant Slaughter also has some brass knucks that he brings now, out. So this this brass knuck spot, um, Jim points out. You can you can see the tell where he actually has his blade. So after cutting, he obviously can't just drop the blade because if someone sees it, that's the jig is up. So he's yes. kept he's kept the blade uh, in his hand all this time. Uh, but he's he reaches into his pants for the uh, the brass knucks, but at the just before that he puts the blade. He it's essentially pushes them into his tarts, um, right? And okay. You see the hand movement. And it, it, without Jim pointing it out, you wouldn't have noticed any different. You would have just thought this is Sarge going for the brass knuckles. But you can see the tiny movements that. Yeah, you're right. Jim is is hard in the blade there. Then goes for the for the brass knucks. It's brilliant. And again, the, none of the crowd see it happening. And yet, yeah. it's happening right in front of the face. It's it's just you need brilliant. to watch the Jim Corner. Yeah, I'm definitely it's, I, it's honestly so I'm going good. to. I'm so, I'm so inspired to watch this. I just from hearing what you're telling me about it, it sounds you know fascinating. And again, it just shows how talented these guys are, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know how how brilliant these guys are. Um. Patterson blocks punches from Sergeant Slaughter, though. And even that gets a huge roar when he's just blocking punches. It's just it's so good. And he, he sends Sergeant Slaughter into the post once again, which, you know, bloods everywhere as it is. He doesn't need to you know, necessarily add to it, but there's it's it's going on. Um, Pat Patterson takes his boot off at this point. <laughs> he takes his boot off. And... Normal, normal wrestling nowadays, you could tell that the the way that uh, a wrestler holds an atom, they usually um, kind of take in the force with their hands. They don't make contact with the with the atom, or they they hit people in in the small of the back where there's lots of meat, and you're avoiding major injury. Pat just fucking wails on Sarge, <laughs> and just he just absolutely slaps the piss out of him with his boot. He just mm fucks him up with the boot it's yeah. a, it's brutal brutal boot shots absolutely destroys him with that boot doesn't he he does um he's going into the post getting hit with the boot into the post hit with the boot back and forth back and forth back and forth and then a guy we didn't mention actually magsy when he when, when the match began he made his entrance uh at the very start uh the grand wizard of wrestling mm-hmm. um basically tries to throw a towel into the ring to give up for slaughter fucks it up and has to do it again and then eventually so, does again so the reason why he fucked up jim explains it uh there's a security guard behind him uh and the security guard actually pulls on this grand wizard guy and he me- it makes him essentially throw the the towel into the ropes rather than into the ring oh uh, right okay and, it, and it's be- because they didn't in those days they didn't give the security guards the heads up of the storyline it was just yeah so he thought that it was essentially just a fan or someone going into business. Dressed like to, that? No, but to, just to ruin the match. For, oh, okay. for right. So he, he was stopping him ruining the match when really it was part of the, part mm. of the story. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, and that's it. The crowd goes crazy again, roaring and roaring and roaring. Uh, and that's that's kind of it. I mean, there's not there's not near falls. Well, there's nothing like that. It's it's. You, you say that's it. But the towel hits the floor, and Pat acknowledges the towel, then still beats the shit out of Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> with the boot until the ref actually picks up the towel and Pat 
is then declared the winner. His arms mm. go up and uh, he's cheering. But Sarge is having fucking none of it. He is fuming. He's absolutely fuming that this match is over. And it takes the wizard guy dragging him out of the ring for him to even leave. Um, which Jim says on, on the face of it, this looks like a screwy kind of shitty finish. Says, but it's actually really well done because what it means is that Pat Patterson looks really strong. Yeah. Uh, it's a win for the good guys, but also Sarge didn't really lose because he didn't he didn't give up. It was it was done for him. And he's got an eight, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got. An it eight. can go on. It can go on and still look strong in the world title picture. Yeah. Um. So he says, yeah, it's really good, uh, really good booking. Yeah, I mean, same as Austin passing out at WrestleMania 13 or whatever. It gives the guy an out, doesn't it? Rather yeah. than saying he quit. And yeah, yeah, really clever. Um, Maxi, I suppose that's that's kind of it for what we're looking at this week. Out of ten, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? Well, it, even though this was barely in color, I think this was uh, a match. Uh, here we go. It was eight <laughs> bit. It was like an eight bit game where you you only have like twelve colors on on your on your TV. Um, even though it was wrestling from the fucking days of Zeus and Methuselah, it was a bloody good match. It was, <laughs> it, I, I honestly expected fucking Pat Patton to come out with a top hat and a cane. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Uh, but the match was bloody good. Bloody yeah. good match. Yeah, it was great. A really entertaining match. So, I can see why this won won awards, so I'm happy to give this an, a nan. Why, really, a nine? I am stunned. You've gone as high as that. I thought watching it was just this, such a fun match. It really yeah. was a fun match, and I think getting the the kind of like uh, the nuggets of information from uh, Jim Connor and Brian Last that. Sometimes the people behind the curtain can take away from it and you can, yeah, uh, it can ruin it. But I think knowing that, uh, the, the little nuggets, it enhanced this match for me. I thought it was really good to know those little, uh, extra nuggets of information. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And now I feel sick now. I feel oh, like oh, I've, no, I've, I've, I've become everything I hate. See, that's that's blown my mind that you've gone that high. I, I don't get wrong. I, I, I thought you would enjoy it when I watched it. I was thinking, this is a good brawl. Magsy's going to like this because it's just a just a you know a wild brawl and all this sort of stuff. But a nine that stuns me. Um, I I've not gone that high. I've got an eight. Oh, which is still a high mark for me. I still I still really really enjoyed it. I would happily go back and watch this again, and I will do because I'm going to watch the Jim Cornette version on YouTube because the bits and bobs you've given me is, really intrigued me. They've hooked me in. But yes, yeah, it's, it's an eight for me, mate. But Still both very, very high scores. Yeah. Uh, it was a great match. Uh, yeah. It was a good pick. I'm glad it won um, because I, I really, really enjoyed it. Look at that set through gritted teeth. <laughs> you, again, twice in an episode, sir, you were right. Oh, my God. That's a new T-shirt coming up soon. I'll tell you that now. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, it's well, I mean, uh, again, obviously, it's it's... Yeah. You know the year I was born. This is from 1981. I'm 42 now, so it's you know it's te- it's wrestling of a certain time, of course. So people who are expecting young bucks, Kenny Omega, flying around bullshit, ain't gonna get that. But if you want to see two guys beating the piss out of each other and trying to make it look as real as possible, 
well worth 14 minutes of your time. I Absolutely. Think, I think this is, you get a lot of matches from earlier eras that can are aged. They, mm-hmm. they are yeah. definitely yeah. matches of that era. Um, but this, you could happily watch in 2023 and enjoy. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's not a sign of the times, I don't think. This is just a, two guys beating the living piss out of each other. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Uh, so then, Mr. Mags, where to next week? So, for my next pick, I actually hedged my bets in case okay. I, I, I picked something that could link to either match. So... Uh, the way I'm linking is through Pat Patterson. Uh, many people of of an era younger than us will only know him as one of the Stooges. Mm-hmm. Um, and who was he a Stooge for? He was a Stooge for Vince McMahon. Okay. So I want to use that link to um, to kind of bend the rules again a little bit. I mean, I know I, know I don't do it often. Um, but I think I'm going to today. We're to not be fair, going... though, in your defence, you've been very nice to me this week. So in your in your defence, you bend the rules a little bit here and there, and I moan and gripe about it. But when you bend the rules and those selections win, we always have a fucking good time, whatever it is. And I think so. we'll have a good time <laughs> with this one. Okay. So we are not going to watch a match. Okay. We are going to watch a bunch of segments on a specific episode of raw now what with that network now (laughs) you don't have to watch this on the network because the Ah, WWE have very very kindly put these segments all together for a youtube video i want to watch the trial of eric bischoff Your opinion don't matter. This maniac is gonna step on whomever. Oh. Eric Bischoff was uh, was fired from his role as GM for the W for Raw, um, and we get a whole trial where uh, Bischoff is is. Uh, counseled by uh, coach, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Mick Foley is the prosecuting attorney, and it's amazing, it's so funny. Um, oh, so yeah, I, I want to watch from December the 5th, 2005. If you do end up watching on the network, um, the trial of Eric Bischoff, December the 5th, 2005, Monday Night Raw magazine. That, that is, yeah. It yeah, is. Okay. Well, if you go on the, if you just search the trial of uh, Eric Bischoff on YouTube, uh, WWE's official channel has put all of the the, the segments together. I think it's about twenty five minutes long uh, video. Um, Brilliant. But yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. Bischoff. Amazing. Bischoff as an on screen character, I don't think gets the credit he deserves. Sometimes I think he's absolutely fantastic. He is, and knowing that he was leaving the company at this time and to take part in this where he's utterly humiliated props to him yeah yeah without a doubt 
oh mate I, I don't want to I've got it but I don't want it but I'm, I'm going to vote for you that's what I want to do as, you, as you should use yeah. all of your like dozen accounts that that definitely didn't swear this result you what how very dare you my integrity called into question and I'm, I'm stunned shocked and appalled um i am using pat patterson as the link as well he was the first ever intercontinental champion winning that famous grueling tournament in rio that we hear about so often you sit on a throne of lies <coughs> bullshit <laughs> and I literally just thought, okay, well, I'm going to look at greatest intercontinental title matches. So I looked at a couple of different websites, a couple of different countdowns and so on. Quite a few of them we've already covered. Uh, but one ranked incredibly highly on two separate lists. I can't remember it whatsoever. I'm not sure if I've seen it before. I think it's two guys that we've not really looked at. Um, so I would like to head to the intercontinental title match from 2016. No mercy between The Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Surely just because of intrigue of everyone saying it was really good, but I don't really remember it. But I'd rather have a look at the trial of Eric Bischoff. <laughs> I'm not well, going to lie. We'll see how, how the Cedar Rift bought... If they've got any integrity, they'll vote for the trial of Eric Bischoff. But if they if they want to be douchebags, they're going to vote for your shit. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Oh, there you go. And those are your options for next week. The poll will be up later this week as normal on the Chain Wrestling Twitter account at Chain Wrestling at Chain underscore Wrestling. Sorry, uh, the trial of Eric Bischoff from Monday Night Raw, uh, December the fifth, two thousand and five. Or the Intercontinental title match from No Mercy 2016 between The Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Make sure you vote, retweet, and all that good stuff. Magsy, should we jump into the chat and have a little look through before we depart? Um, we shall. Um, Dan says he, he knows what happened with the vote and why it, uh, it quickly and at the end went to you. It's because he remembered to vote last minute. That's what <sighs> happened. Um, Scottish Danny said this match felt incredibly big time. Yeah, it absolutely did. The uh, I don't know whether that's because it's it's MSG or because the of noise, the noise. But yeah, this this felt like a pay per view main event level match. Yeah, and it was on yeah. it was on essentially a house show. MSG with a crowd like that—it's mental, absolutely mental. Um, King Pig's Butter says um, it, the crowds went wild. Uh, Scottish Danny says Pat Patterson's rope. Pat Patterson rope. Hmm. I don't know. We're getting out of that. Yeah, I don't know. We're getting out of that. Um, King Pig's Butter says he beats the shit out of him with the, with the boot. Yeah, these guys were brutal. He yeah. literally wellies um, Sergeant Slaughter in the actual face with the boot with the heel of the boot. And then there's one point where um, Pat Patterson is essentially on, on his knees and Slaughter takes a running volley straight to Patterson's face. It's fucking, it's vicious. It's absolutely vicious. King's Prince Banner says it was a great match. And then finally, Connor says, what is the announcement? I, I fell asleep and I haven't slept much this week. Ah, I did say we'd get to that. But as professional as we are, we're both 
probably forgot. <laughs> that, um, that, that, that is true. <laughs> so I'm glad you woke up to remind us there, Connor. Uh, but um, essentially, after what seems like months of him pestering, would you say pestering is the right word? I, I think I think pestering is, yeah, borderline pestering maybe, yeah. Harassment Annoying. is another word. Harass- harassment, harassment, <laughs> that is stalking, maybe stalking. <laughs> um, Connor has finally beaten us down enough. That, with a boot. <laughs> yeah, with a boot, a belt, a blade. He's used everything in his, in his power to strong arm his way to uh, a guest spot on next week's show, um, mainly just so he shuts the fuck up about it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, we'll be having uh, a very special guest, hopefully next week, uh, in, uh, in young Connor. So he'll also get to review the trial of Eric Bischoff with us. So there's that. There we go. There we go. If it wins, obviously, if it wins, hopefully we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, It's been a blast again, Mr. Mags. I've had a wonderful time and thank you so much to everybody from the CWF in the chat on Twitter and I suppose, you know, Facebook and everywhere else as well. Who's been interacting with us this week and every week, I guess. Uh, Benny Mac joining us at the very end there to say hi. Hello, Benny. I hope you're doing well, my friend. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got really nothing else to uh, to add, Mr. Mags, I suppose. If he stays awake, he can be a guest if he stays awake. Big can you just says. imagine just uh, just <laughs> Connor asleep whilst we're there reviewing a match and he's just knocking oh, Zed's out? Like that. Just yeah. drifting Connor, off what do you think about this match? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boring then, was it? It was boring. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, but there we go. Uh, Mr. Mags, whereabouts can people find you online? You can find me online at TikTok, at Podfarmer Mags, at uh, Team Cluck, where uh, you'll get daily videos of my chickens doing chickeny things. Chickeny um, things. Yeah. Or you sometimes catch me on Twitter on a very, very good day. But yeah, if you want to follow me, follow me on um TikTok at Podfarmer Mags. Yeah, there we go. Uh, anything I'm involved in, as always, is on the network that carries this show. So that's at SJP World Media on Facebook, Twitter, and all your podcast players, platforms, and providers. And again, so much going on. It takes too long to list. Loads of great wrestling content, TV content, you know, live sport content, all sorts of stuff coming along. Um, loads of stuff. Lo- the YouTube channel is going to just blow up over the next few few months with regards to shows that we're putting out there. So make sure you're subscribing so you don't miss out on any of that. But most importantly, you can find and follow this show itself and get involved in our non-wrestling topic. Uh, chat to other members of the CWF and vote in this week's poll or every week's poll, sorry. And you can do that via Facebook and Twitter. But even though the poll is only on Twitter at chain underscore wrestling, that's at chain underscore wrestling there. Mr. Mags, I am off now, I think, to sit down and rewatch this match again and listen to Jim Cornette because you've piqued my interest, my friend. I will speak to you next week. And I'm definitely not watching the Daily Motion version. Bye-bye.